Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming soon to Video Cassette. Scraping the vaults from the ashes, from the ashes ashes of the Amazon rainforest, direct live in the flesh. Today, we're talking about a fabulous movie, Tarzan 2. Who's talking about it? (laughs) Let me get to it, listener. I'm Audrey. With me, I have Jimmy and Dan. Hi, I'm the second one. We're going to talk about a movie. Oh, good job. Hey, Audrey, we missed you last time. Yeah, we oh, had, God. We had guests from Australia. They were very funny. Where did you find those two? They were they're, just they're improvisers. I, I don't know. A riot. Yeah, they're, they're improvisers who I get. I think knew Dan from improv. And the only two places on the planet we just, we determined <laughs> to do improv were San Diego and Australia. So they just kept flying back and forth business class. Which post-quarantine yeah. is actually kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, but they were delightful. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have them back. No, no, no offense to you. Maybe you could join when they come back. <laughs> oh, boy. That'd, That'd be, be a lot really of people fun. to have on that podcast. That'd be five people. I mean, right? with the two of them, it felt like there were five people for sure. There was a lot of. <laughs> well, I think we, we could have the boys and boys. The boys and boys could as come. well with mm-hmm. us. Oh, yeah. I'd love to meet them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was on vacation in Australia. Uh, oh, that's so coincidental because they <laughs> are from Australia funny? and they were in San Diego. That's well, so anyway, weird. Sheila and, uh, uh, Oh God! I wrote it down. Sheila, which is a girl's name, Cheryl, and Cheryl, Cheryl and Sheila. Oh, they were very wow. sweet. They were very funny. You, I, you have to run into them at some point because there's you're in the only two places. So next time, maybe you'll do improv in San Diego, some soap opera e type thing, and maybe they can come in and do some Australian stuff. But I'll anyway, it was very fun. An we out. missed you a lot, and we did um, Mulan two. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh dang! Well, I'm sad I missed it. I- yeah, no, you I like it. being on the show. Hey, we're coming up on a second birthday here soon, aren't we? We've been oh doing this show for two years. It, at least. Yeah, we might. This Have might we? be. Yeah, when did, uh, we started in 2020. Because remember, our, like, we were still on the, the feed of Supreme Resort when we uh-huh. recorded live. We recorded our first Scraping the Vault intro in San Diego at that little zoo place in the little Chinese garden thing. And that was in like June. <laughs> Japanese. Whatever. Sorry. That was a Promise really I'm great not racist. episode. That yeah, was the, intro the most chaotic Kathy energy Lee was there. Ever. Kathy yeah. Lee was there. July 27th, 2020. So the next episode will be our uh, two-year anniversary episode when we drop it on July 30th. Oh on, the, on, on this feed or just in general? In gen- well, on this feed. On this feed. 
Yeah. The, what do you guys we want were for cash your grab. <laughs> oh, it's September. Oh, for the podcast birthday? Yeah, for gifts. I because, want to be together. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'll be so close. I'll be in uh, Salt Lake City on the 26th, flying home on the 26th. Oh, I see. I'll be so close. But I'll be back in, uh, in Southern California on August 21st. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm, we're going to Disneyland. Calendar. We'll be at Disneyland, but please, I mean, you, I'm flying out on a Saturday. So if you wanted to come up, we could hang out. Um, mm. But yeah. Anyway, so we're going to have Should a we- podcast festival. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Supreme Con, Supreme Con twenty two. Oh my gosh! We we officially have one listener joining us. That's true. Ooh. Yeah, we decided not to make a big thing about it. Um. Oh, sorry. Okay. That my windows are open. I don't know if you can hear that honking. That's fine. We can. Uh. So, TSR honk presents if you love Supreme Resort. <laughs> 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 Y'all ready for this? <laughs> so Cash Grab, I'm looking on the Supreme Resort. Cash Grab came out. Uh, Cash Grab episode one, ready? April 10th, 2020 was our first mm. episode. Oh, so we've, mm-hmm. so we've we're kind past of passed our two it. Years. But our Scrape in the Vault anniversary, Scrape anniversary is July 27th. So we have a month. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we'll have to determine what that shows. Should we have a special second anniversary po- uh, release review, movie review? We should make it a bottle episode. Or do a highlights episode where we cut together the highlights. <laughs> oh, some of our favorite the best moments. And have oh. them all be fake. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be funny. We should. It's just Asher. That's the times that we it. watched other sequels that may or may not even <laughs> exist. That would be funny. Like we just go through... We do we do a highlights right where we mm-hmm. bring the list of the of the movies we watched and we do a a best of <laughs> and we just make it up like we just do it live or, or we have an award show hosted by Asher called the Scrapies. Oh, <laughs> the <Scrapies>. <laughs> I mean everything we're saying is just work for Dan. So I think we just I don't do know it. what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we could do that. It would be also fun to do all this shit from Return of Jafar. All the way through, we just have the list, and then we just riff for a minute about each movie as though it was in the original release of the episode, <laughs> and just we we plan it so Dan gets more and more angry as we go, <laughs> and more broken, and then Audrey and I are like Bell's Magical World is the best movie ever. <laughs> I, I can think, watch I this movie every day. I think that's, I think that's, I think, I think that's fair. It's not anger; it's just brokenness and disappointment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listener, let's find out if Tarzan 2 is any different. Ah, yes. <laughs> People familiar with with my opinions, you know. <laughs> you- <laughs> People familiar with Dan's opinions may get wet. <laughs> You've entered the splash zone. <laughs> yeah, you sure have. Uh, speaking of splash zone, uh, we're, we, we, uh, we watched Tarzan 2. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a that's a segue right there. Broadcasting Beautiful. students, <laughs> that's that's, that's a segue. How did you how did you pull that one off? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, he's in the education industry and he's speaking, an improviser. Speaking of pulling things off, Tarzan two <laughs> came on came out oh, in two thousand five. <laughs> Whoa! 
I was um, 15. Yeah. Yeah. We so were was I. 15. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be asking yourself, what happened in the world during that time? And then you might ask yourself, that, you might remind yourself, wait a minute, we just did that one. So then uh, you want to ask yourself, what happened in the theme parks, the Disney yeah. theme parks? And then we did that one too, right? Uh, not for 2005. Woo. I love this song. <laughs> are you, hold on. Wait. Oh, we've really? done this before too, guys. <laughs> are, are you serious? No, no. Okay. Not actually. I, lo- okay. I love it too. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Oh, I love uh, this song. That, that's allowed. That's allowed. That's uh, Disney's River Country is confirmed to be closed permanently at oh. Walt Disney World Resort Ooh. due to the syphilis. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. We'll probably cover it on the other show. Um, an incident occurs at the Magic Kingdom Park in Florida in which a 77-year-old woman dies while... Okay, that's not fun. Uh, Cinderella's surprise celebration has Wait, its final performances. Wait, leave me on a cliffhanger. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean killed people. It's another reason why the one at Disneyland is super. Uh, Florida version of Cinderella Bration. God, I should have pre-read this. Cinderella Bration. Yep. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't realize we were going to have that kind of stuff. Just Let's wait till we have... Let's go back. Cinderella Cinderella Bration <laughs> premieres at the Magic Kingdom. Disney's Blizzard Beach celebrates its 10th anniversary. Uh, and uh, Space Mountain Mission 2 opens in Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris. This is much better music for this year. I agree. I agree. Let's see. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Orbiters opens in Tomorrowland. Thank God. Um, re- remember, dreams come true. Walt Disney's Parade of Dreams. Dreams come true. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long of a title. Remember... Dot, 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 dreams come true, comma, Walt Disney's Parade of Dreams. That's the, That's the whole, whole name. Colon presented by Kodak slash HP <laughs> colon a Walt Disney World production. Walt Party I. Bash officially debuts debuts at Disney's California. It's French. It's French. I'm French, everybody. Cinderella. Okay, they can't hit me with Cinderella Bration twice here. Cinderella Bration officially. Okay, whoever runs that website is listening to this show and they're trolling me, and I'm done. We love you. Buy our merch. Let's have a Tarzan Abration, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna have a Cinderella celebration sometime next year with Cinderella three, a twist in time. I'm so excited! I hear that's a good. We're one. gonna call it a Cinderella celebration too. <laughs> Maybe that's our second anniversary. Is called a Cinderella celebration. Cinderella, the Scrapies, a Cinderella celebration oh, of yeah. Disney sequels, sponsored by Kodak. Sponsored Remember. by Kodak, presented by Walt Disney um Uh, tarzan 2 here's my initial thoughts mm. phenomenal animation i really liked it there was it Mm. was a combination of hand-drawn and uh and the the computer but it was really nicely done animated wise great Mm. um (laughs) there there was a shot towards the beginning there's a sort of an establishing shot of the morning and there's a waterfall and the water was kind of flowing the way you'd expect it in real life there was this mist 
his morning mist in the air. It was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's George a soft Carlin's summer palette. George it Carlin. It is a soft summer palette. Yeah. So yes, uh, it is. Thank you. The 13 color seasons, in case you didn't know, you know, it's just mm. like dress for a your lot season. Of- a lot of homages to the Lion King in the Pride Rock, Dark yeah. World, Dark Mountain, Iago yeah. kind of looking mm-hmm. parrot thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a young Timon or Pumbaa, a young Pumbaa, the warthog. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, Wait. There was a lot of imagery. Did you say, did you, you didn't have a prediction for what the movie was going to be? Oh, no, sorry. It was just initial thoughts. Go ahead. Oh, oh I have, yeah, I have some, some things. Um, uh, I did not expect it to be about a boy. I did not think it was Boy Tarzan. I thought it was a sequel to Tarzan. This is a midquel. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I expected this to be basically um, Ariel's uh, return to the Oz, whatever that movie was called. <laughs> you thought um, that Tarzan was going to become a mermaid. I thought that Tarzan was going to become a mermaid mm-hmm. and that he was I mean, going to hack off his own tail because he'd be oh. like, I don't know what this is. Um, I thought that it would be about... Uh, child tarzan cynically but also i thought yeah why wouldn't they do this um it's just gonna be tarzan has a kid and now he like works Mm -hmm. you know in sales or something and (laughs) (laughs) not that working in sales is bad (laughs) can't find his place in the jungle he's like i don't belong here yeah he's like in middle management at the toilet factory or whatever the computer industry is hard yeah, he's like <laughs> how I imagine Astro's dad. Um, <laughs> I mean, how his dad is, um, and uh, and then he'd be disappointed, and he'd have to like, you know, then reunite with his jungle pals, and mm-hmm. you know, show show off his sweet sweet pecs, and <laughs> swing around and with his briefcase, with his yes. briefcase. <laughs> Hold on, Tarzan, take call. <laughs> Tarzan, give performance review. Tarzan, come and, have dinner. Come have dinner with the family and the kids. And Tarzan his name work, down. Tarzan, work overtime. Tarzan, Tarzan. work big deal. Is Tarzan's son named Tarzan? I, I didn't go that far. Tarzan I think Jr. Tarzan Jr., yes. Because as we learned in this movie, we're all Tarzan. We are all, all, all Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, yeah. when I <laughs> saw the image for this movie, I thought, oh, that's exactly what they're going to do, because yeah. there's no way that a movie called Tarzan 2 is going to go backwards. Yeah, but well, boy, was just I like Lion, Lion King 1 and a half went backwards. Yeah. Maybe they yeah, should have changed makes... the name. Should have been Tarzan... Uh, point, point 0.5. Origins. I have a better idea. Let's not make this movie. Okay, well, <laughs> it happens, so you're just going to have to well, you, you... tough it out, bud. You... If you look at the <laughs> subtitle, if you look at the subtitle on IMDb, it's actually Tarzan 2, The Legend Begins. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it should be they... called Tarzan Begins, not Tarzan 2, Tarzan Begins. He talks like this all the time. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what is it? The, the sequel's The Jungle Night. <laughs> Honestly... They should just do stuff like that, and I would enjoy it way more. Right. You'd appreciate it. You'd respect them more. Yeah. What if Christopher Nolan took, uh, like, a Disney princess and then oh, gave it a Dark Knight treatment? Or can you imagine Disney if Prince? Christopher Nolan directed this movie? I actually thought for a moment, like, towards the middle, I'm not joking, towards the middle of this movie, I was like, I can't 
I don't know what's happening. This doesn't make any sense. And I was like, wait, what if this is like Dunkirk? <laughs> Where there's like three different <laughs> speeds going at the same time. <laughs> didn't see but, it. No. Yeah, it's I good. Seen it I heard it's good. It, yep, it is good. I Guys, haven't seen it. What was that movie about the kid who's going to, he's learning how to drum. He's like a drummer student. Uh, Hot shot. With the the J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Didn't see that either. Drum Spider-Man. Drum, drum. We'll call it Little Drummer Boy. The Spider-Verse. That's what I thought this movie was going to be about. I thought Tarzan was going to have like this abusive student teacher relationship with his dad, Kerchak. (laughs) Um, and like he, you know, he, he proves his moxie and his, his gains respect, but only after he's suffered intense emotional, psychological, personal and professional abuse from his teacher. And then he goes on and, and, and like becomes a real ape or something. That's what I, thought I thought you were going to say Tarzan learns how to play the drums from Phil Collins. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, there is – what's that uh, that song in the first movie where they're like, uh, yep. you know, they make a mess uh, of the camp. So speaking of Phil Collins, no. there's, there's, there's some repeat sort of re – what do they call that? Reprise. But there's mm-hmm. a couple of new ones that are just so bad. I mean – I, say what you will about Phil Collins in the first movie. Some okay. of the music well, was pretty good. I find Phil Collins to be highly true. <laughs> that was a rhetorical <laughs> statement. Okay. okay. The music is kind the, of blah in this movie the way it is in the first is, movie. Yeah, the the first movie this the music in this movie makes the first movie look like Beethoven. I mean it's it's real <laughs> bad. Anyway, yeah, um, and I'm, I'm sure Dan has all the sound clips, so we'll we'll no, don't uh, no. spoil it. <laughs> nope, sure don't. <laughs> I do, however, have a trailer, and here we go. Okay, let's see. I'm in a hurry right now. I got to get on a plane. that's got to be back at the museum by five o'clock. <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. <laughs> oh, jungle to jungle. Yep. <laughs> in the Amazon. I remember this movie. A remote Indian village. Oh my god. It's Gilligan's Island. He's oh. not sure what he's Relevant. doing there. If we get to pick our own names, I'd like to pick man who's extremely well endowed. Uh, that's him, oh, Alan. Already taken. Too bad he's but canceled. He's about to huh? find out. The boy sitting next to the fire over there is no. your he son. He is. That is my son. What am I supposed to do now? No. Okay, we get the point. Uh, yeah, Jungle <laughs> to Jungle is also a movie um, that is maybe maybe better. It might know. be a future episode of Scraping the Vault. Aha! <laughs> oh, uh-huh. So, is the premise of that movie that that Tim Allen has a son who's like a Tarzan? Yeah, Tim Allen has a Tarzan son for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. Um. I would I want to assume it's because his he has like an ex-wife because in these movies nobody has sex out of wedlock mm-hmm. um who like d- does like some kind of hippie anthropological stuff or whatever and he wants to bond with his boy mm-hmm. and then wackiness <laughs> ensues well, like he elf. goes yeah cuz he cuz he goes from see what Doesn't they're referring to. Doesn't he take the boy to. out of the jungle? It takes him he takes, to... But it goes into a different kind of a jungle. Like the, it's the, oh, like the concrete jungle. jungle. Concrete, concrete jungle. jungle. Which yep. is like the fifth character in the movie. You see? It's like it, it's like Elf of the Jungle. 
It's Alpha of the Jungle. Man mm. versus the Probably machine. Far oh. worse. Yeah. Or not so, mm-hmm. Man versus yeah, environment. The machine of, mm, There's machine like versus man. the central conflict. Nature versus thing. machine. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> yeah. Um, Audrey, <laughs> what did you think this movie was going to be? Oh, what Sharon uh, said? Oh, great. But you can, uh, but I'll I'll try again. I guess it wasn't good. Um, Tarzan goes camping uh-huh. with Jane. That's all I Great. got. All right. Well, let me tell you what the movie actually was. So let me tell you exactly what happened in this movie. Uh, as a human orphan being raised by a family of gorilla, gorillas after his gorillas. parents were killed. Gorillas. Gorilla. <laughs> gorilla is how we pronounce it in Spanish. Thank you very much. Diarrhea? Is a human orphan being raised by a family of gorillas. No. After his, <laughs> after his parents were killed in the African jungle. African jungle. Ole. <laughs> Tarzan is worried that, that a fabled monster known as Zugor... Zugor. Will someday attempt to capture him. He's disappointed that he can't run as quickly as the other young apes in his family. Mm-hmm. And his attempts to prove himself keep resulting in chaos, hurting the baby gorillas and disappointing the mother apes and his father, Kerchak. Yeah. Yeah. Gorillas are famously uh, unhelpful to members of their uh, community mm-hmm. and uh, they don't not pay supportive taxes. at all. They do not pay taxes. Um, gorillas also famously really about, you know, leaving the weaker parts of the family behind to die. Um, you know, yeah, you've all seen, you've all seen the, the documentaries. About <laughs> yeah. I mean, how famously brutally, um, live and let the, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's right. Generally, that's where we get. That's where we got that that catch that catchphrase. I think that's the Jane name Goodall. of Jane Goodall's book. Yes, yes. <laughs> live and let live. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Right. Pull pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I I don't know. I was kind of like, oh, poor Tarzan. He doesn't fit in. Like this is very relatable. A- any kid, any kid could totally get this immediately. So I had I I thought that was successful in that way. You know, because sometimes you get. You get leads and you're just like, I don't care what happens to this little twerp. Yeah. Well, you think about um, any society, any culture, I'm thinking of poor little Dre from the Karate Kid. It goes to China. He's like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't fit in. He doesn't look like anybody and he's not one of them and he has to make his way. So it's a very uh, sort of a traditional story of trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. And we know Tarzan – I think he didn't quite fit in as an adult or teenager or whatever he is in the first movie, but we never really explored how he got to become a part of the tribe, if you will, mm-hmm. or, the, or the family. So this is the mm-hmm. beginnings of it's between when his parents died, when he got adopted by the apes, which I think was intimated or shown in Tarzan. So this is exploring what happens in mm-hmm. that time where he sort of officially becomes part of the family. So mm-hmm. you're right, well, Audrey. That- it is relatable. 
in the Phil Collins song where while they're filling out the adoption papers is like it brings <laughs> a tear to my eye every single time. That's right. uh, Governmental and, and- agencies, <laughs> slow moving bureaucracies. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> better than the studio already. Um, <laughs> Which box do I check? On? <laughs> How do I claim this kid on my taxes now? <laughs> Yes, exactly. He he does work that fill in wherever he can. Uh, Do I feel this karma <laughs> out tonight? Sorry. Oh no. And and and, and this part of the, the this first five minutes or so of this movie, I actually okay. Well, Phil Collins' song comes on, and I was like, oh god. No, 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 no. I forgot <laughs> that this was a possibility. Yeah. Um, but then there is a part where I was like, this could actually be good. Well, there's a, there's a whole, again, the symbolism of Lion King. There's a whole circle of life moment where his mom, like, you know, he doesn't fit in. What is he going to do? And then they, his mom's like, you know, you see this tree and it's like the most powerful. This tree fell over because the wind pulled it down, which becomes a bridge across to, a ravine. Trying to go it alone. That's right. And then and then he brings him to the mother tree, right? Home this big tree. indestructible tree, home tree. Yeah. On this indestructible tree that's got this big giant trunk right. in the middle. And then all these smaller, some are curly, some are thin. And that's just, it's a family that makes this indestructible. And this is yeah. where you fit in. You're one of these, you know, awkward branches or awkward trunks, right? The but it still makes up this family. big. Exactly. The trees the work together the to create the material conditions that, um, then contribute to the the uh, the betterment contribute. of each individual tree. Yes, good job, Audrey. <laughs> uh, but yes, so that that's it's a it's a Simba Mufasa circle of life sort of moment in that. So there's that first Lion King sort of homage there in the African jungle, which is also a desert at the same time in parts. It's it's a whole mm. thing, right? Africa's big. It made me think of like Hawaiian National Park. Where you've got of course. massive volcanic crater right next to like mm. pretty Tropical lushness rainforest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yep. Um, and, anyway. and Jimmy, you're right. The the animation. I, I don't want to say the animation's good across the board, but when it's good, it's noticeably yeah. like oh, this they actually tried at some points. Here's the difference, and this is this is a trend. Is Tarzan and Jane was a serialized television show that they couldn't get off the ground. They turned it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was animated as such. Bell's Magical World, the same thing. This is a film that was made to be a film mm. as opposed to a serialized set of stories. That and so it, it was it was treated and animated as such. And it was better. You didn't have the eyeballs going all over the place. I mean, a little <laughs> bit, but... But it was it was just noticeably better animated than some of the ones that were sort of in the middle of this run. It gets a little bit of the anime treatment where they just like make the characters' mouths flap, but they move mm-hmm. the they move the camera around fast yeah, yeah. enough to make it look more animated than it actually is. Yes. But, mm-hmm. uh, the Short next cuts. morning, when an a- an accident leads his ape mother Kala, voiced by Glenn Close, who was one of only two returning actors to this film that was glenn to think close? that that was glenn close yep perchak and glenn close were the only two that came back uh Who's to Kerchak? think 
his dad. The dad. No, I mean, who was the voice? <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> Lance Her- Henriksen. Oh, I think I know that guy. Mm. Um. Anyway, so uh, the, so there was an accident, and that made Kala his, Tarzan's mom, gorilla mom, to think that Tarzan has died after the gorillas had crossed the ravine, the Why? aforementioned tree that Why fell across. Why are they crossing the ravine? To get they're to the just, other side, they're Dan. Going to freaking, they're going to a subway. They're, they're going all back home. Subs. Okay, so they you want a are putting the entire six inch <laughs> toasted terrible franchise. They're putting the entire. Uh, tribe, family, family, I think is what the, the term sure. we're going to use. That's probably the correct murder. Thing. Uh, the entire murder of gorillas. <laughs> They're putting the entire murder of gorillas in mortal danger just because, hey, let's go over there now. Well, I think here's the thing. When we started the movie, Tarzan was talking to his mom and their little home nest, and they went across the ravine on this tree that had fallen down to see the mother tree. And then they were all hanging out, and they came back to go home. They were on their way home because they don't live in the mother tree, right? So they're coming from the mother tree to their home across this ravine on this big tree. And the traffic Um, gets really bad on the other tree. Well, it started raining, and the thing is that the water started flowing like a waterfall. and California drivers. Why did they so urgently need to cross the thing? You got to get home at some point. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter, Dan. The movie had to happen. So <laughs> that's the anyway, answer. Exactly. So tar- they think Tarzan's died after the gorillas crossed the ravine. The other apes feel that Tarzan has reached a fitting end. <laughs> yes. And this is when I, I, I actually looked up like gorilla family structure. Cause oh, nice. I was, cause I was just like, there's Impressive. no way this is how it actually works. And it's not. <laughs> more, more, more symbolism, more Lion King symbolism. Tarzan comes in and say, like, "Hey, I'm back," and the mom's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! I can't live without him." Yeah. And then all the other girls are like, "Oh, thank God! It's best Good for riddance. everybody." And so he runs away, Allah Simba, yeah. and he finds his, I guess, eventually finds his Timon and Pumbaa. But you um, want to know what would happen in in a real gorilla community? What would please. happen? Would okay. They eat him? No, <laughs> gorillas are vegetarian. They would not do that, and they're That's very compassionate. Not true. Once that, yeah, they are. Once what they about, let. Oh, I'm thinking of chimps. Chimps will definitely yeah. eat other. They'll just they'll babies. rip your face off. Um, a, uh, in a real gorilla community, what would happen is the silverback gorilla would see that one of the family was struggling due to him being visibly not a gorilla and mm. would then hey say hey climb my back i got gotcha. you and we'll all go across together and then this entire damn stupid movie doesn't have to happen perhaps this particular silverback is a racist <laughs> <laughs> um That's alone in the yeah. jungle tarzan gets chased by <laughs> sabor sorry i love i love this idea that they're just a terrible gorilla family. <laughs> <laughs> the mom's the only one who they're, just sees him for him. And even she's kind of like, <laughs> she's like addicted to scratchers or something. Like she's got, she's got issues. <laughs> uh, Glenn Close. So alone in the jungle, Tarzan gets chased by Saber, the leopard, the leopardess. It's the, the revenant. Place known. Yep. Starring Tarzan. 
it's our friend from Tarzan's treehouse. We need to show it because we need the treehouse. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, to a rocky place known as the Dark Mountain. Mm-hmm. When the echo of the monster calls, Saber runs away just as Tarzan is encountered by two hulking, spoiled gorilla brothers, Uto and Kago. I love And they're controlling guys. overprotective mother, Mama Gunda. I okay. love her. So the the idea here, listener, is that these guys are in this like sort of desolate cavern of nothing. Nothing grows. It's just it, like like Audrey was talking about before, like Hawaii. Like you've got beautiful rainforest over here, and this is like isolated volcano next door. So they're in this thing. These gorillas are massive. Like these are massive beasts that are crushing rocks with their hands. And their Tanks. mom is scared because they can't get out because of this this monster that keeps just yelling and scaring away leopards and stuff. This zugor, and they are how do they get that big if they don't eat? I'm I, just saying because they're they need to be comically large so that we can spend about ten minutes of them doing. Uh, comedy routine that is like straight out. Did they out say of, how long they were lost? In that I don't know, caldera? but no, they did not. How uh, caldera? Thank you. Uh, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pickling in a little trivia along the way. Oh. <laughs> like for example, Estelle I love Harris. A pickle. I love, I love a pickle. Oh, yeah, is it kosher? <laughs> oh, um, Estelle Harris, who everybody's familiar with, she plays the over-controlling mom, uh-huh. uh, reminded me a lot of, for spoilers for the Christmas episode, uh, the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser from uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus and their mother, Mother Earth. Uh, very kind of overbearing, sweet, but overbearing, controlling. Uh, is this the entire her... cast of Everybody Loves Raymond in this movie? Just Brad Garrett. Oh, it has Ron Perlman, too. That's not Estelle Harris. That's, uh, I don't remember her name, but anyway, oh. Estelle Harris, first animated Disney film to not release in theaters. Oh. Wait, Ron Perlman's in this? Yeah, oh. he's, um, he's oh, yeah, one of he the is. big guys. He's, uh, oh, Cago. He's, yeah, he's not Brad Garrett. Wait, that's uh, not Brad. Oh, oh, oh! It's Brad Garrett and not Brad Garrett. Yes, Garrett, that's correct. Garrett, Garrett. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Josh Brolin for a while. Oh my god, that'd be fun. Which was well, wrong, yeah. but by the way, I think it's official. Brad Garrett. Yep. Congrats! <laughs> you made it. <laughs> it's in my. It's in my notes. Is Brad Garrett an all star? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure check is. your PO Bra- box for our. <laughs> Special scraping the vault gift basket. But here's the thing: we should make a bumper sticker. (laughs) The notes say Brad Garrett's first animated Disney film that is not a Pixar film. That's not true. It can't be right. That's not. That's not accurate. It's on IMDb. Well, anyway, um, so the they fear Zugor. As much as Tarzan does. And when the booming call of the monster again echoes through the valley, because it's a Pokemon. And when the booming call of the monster again (laughs) echoes through the valley, the trio flee and Tarzan is able to escape Dark Mountain. He encounters a crotchety old gorilla who at first keeps the boy distant. But Tarzan discovers this gorilla is actually named Zugor. 
and was pretending to be the monster, yeah. George Carlin. So we, I don't think I've made it clear how how much like watching like a level three improv class graduation these gorillas are they're just, it's it's like they're all like it it they're simple but they're what, very strong it, characters you know who they right. are immediately but we don't need any of this that that i i feel like as soon as I feel like as soon as Tarzan wasn't helped on the log, and maybe this is just me, mm-hmm. and it probably is, I feel like the entire movie just became like a, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. It, it, I, f- I feel like we we introduced the whole like commune of trees that exists as one tree, and that's kind of going in a direction. And it's like, okay, well, what? how are we going to actually have a story that makes sense with discernible story beats and characters that kind of fit in the whole thing. And then Mm. it just becomes, it, it really felt like I was watching a play that was supposed to be funny, but was like written by like the junior high school drama instructor. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you can tell that someone was like, hey, and then we can do this play on thing. And they sleep on rocks. <laughs> Who sleeps on rocks? And they're going to call a pillow. It's for the yeah, children. I guess. And for the listener, these these gorillas are are the uh, hyenas of yeah. this movie. Yeah, they remind me of the villains in the Goonies. Like yes, the- yes, yeah, thank very you. Much That's so. exactly what it is. They're the Fratellis. The Fratellis. They're the Fratellis. She's Ma Fratelli, and they're like, Ma! I think I think I think I just now identified the problem I have with it is that they are presented, they're supposed to be presented as some kind of a threat. In order for us to buy into this story at all, we have to believe that these gorillas are a threat, but then they're presented as like buffoons Morons, and bumbling yeah. idiots. Like like the Fratellis. Right. Or but like then, home, any home alone villain, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, but at some point in both of those instances, we do see them do something legitimately threatening. And this one, all we do is see them like play with a mouse. Like, there's no, there's no they, they demonstration for a little bit. Not re- kind of, not really. I they see your point, kinda, though. I think you know, yeah. like it doesn't, it just know. doesn't, doesn't land for me. That I guess mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, and I think Audrey kind of nailed it. It's for kids, and it's a straight-to-video sequel, so you're right. And and just inherently, these movies are not as good because they're not meant for a wider audience. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so for you, the listener who's not seen this film, congratulations. These are the Fratellis. They're the they're the hyenas. They're the, I think, more appropriately, Heat Miser and Snowrunner. But anyway. I, think, I think they're really, they're Timon and Pumbaa, but just... Yeah, angry, helpful. angry Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, because there's no angry. there's no scar in this yeah. movie. Really, there's no real antagonist. No, it's just there are temporary it, antagonists. It's 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 again it's it's Three's Company. The whole thing is Three's mm, Company. Sure, mm-hmm. uh, so much. So, yeah, I won't spoil it at the end when. <laughs> anyway. uh, so Zugor, uh, who's pretending to be the monster, this is this is George Carlin. 
He uses hollow trees as megaphones to amplify his voice and pretend to be a monster, scaring other jungle creatures away from his territory and food. Tarzan uses this discovery to blackmail Zugor into letting letting the boy stay with him. Thanks to Tarzan's cheerfulness and helpfulness, Zugor begins to warm up to him. It's cute. By the Tarzan- way, Zugor is using fear of a thing that doesn't exist. That's correct. In order to take advantage of people to steal their resources. Is this That's where right. you get into the communism debate? Oh, boy. oh I've oh, already no. gone there. Oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to get there. But yeah, so Zugor is this old crotchety, like, Mr. Furley. And so he's like, he does this thing to amplify, to Dan's point, there's nobody's seen it. They've just heard this booming, echoing voice and just have used their imagination to decide this is a monster that's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. And what he actually is, is an angry old curmudgeon who is doing that to to Dan's point to kind of steal resources. And and there's a lot of little antics and and I, I summarized it, but in the end... Um, last Jedi, uh, Ray, uh, to Tarzan to Ray to, um, K- what's his name? Uh, Zugor's, um, what's his, god damn, uh, Kylo you, t- Ren? No, Dark Mark Peter. Hamill. No, Mark Hamill. There's a whole montage. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, okay, hold on. Wait just a minute. <laughs> what? Zugor is doing something that is wrong. What? Well, all right, so here's my point. Zugor is pushing Tarzan away in the same sort of montage of this is how I live my life. Ah. Ray is following Luke Skywalker in the same sort of manner. Like, leave me alone. Go away, kid. It's that montage. Yeah, but What What I'm saying is Ryan Johnson stole from Tarzan (laughs) (laughs) 2. And he ruined Star Wars. Thanks, Ryan Johnson. Uh, No, but Zugor is doing something that is wrong. Yeah. Well, sure. So he's stealing, but well, he's not even stealing resources. He's, he's in using, the jungle. He's, he's using he's using the fear of an of a of a thing that doesn't exist. And I'm not even putting on my anti capitalist hat for this. Like this this is an actual wrong thing to do. You are you are using you are telling somebody that they're you're indirectly giving people the idea that there's this threat out there it's so bad so threatening that a rhino almost kills a bird what's and the rhino doing in africa in a jungle I, who knows it's movies for kids it doesn't matter um but, but his I, bird very reminiscent of zazu yeah um he's he is creating a a fear of a thing that doesn't even exist simply to just get what he wants to just take from others to take the to to steal food from from other people because he hasn't figured out this is the only way he's figured out to do it now i'm if i was going to put on the anti-capitalist hat i would say that he is like a capital owner that uses the the threat of uh poverty and uh taking away uh medical coverage in order to steal the surplus labor in he's, not stealing, he's not stealing labor though he's just taking resources he's stealing in short who owns uh, the tarzan, resources tarzan is alone he needs somebody he sees this guy who 
has got it figured out, who's figured out how to get these resources. <laughs> he's not a good character. He's no, not he's a good not character, good. but he's not good. This isn't a cap <laughs> this isn't a movie about capitalism. <laughs> Definitely not. But but he 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 figures out like, okay, this guy can be my protector, Tarzan thinks about Zugor. And he follows him around like Ray and Luke Skywalker. And then, you know, he's like, listen, this old guy, he's like, my bones are old and I can't sleep. And I remember when my mom used to make like these these like vines and I could sleep in him like sleeping on air. And then Tarzan makes him one. And he's like, that's not part of the deal. The deal was that you're going to tell me how to, uh, what was it? He, what was the deal? Is it, Oh, he'd figure out who he was. Tarzan's trying to figure out who he is. Ah, he's not, yeah. he's not a, he's not a gorilla. Is he a giraffe? He can't reach the fruit like the giraffes can. Is if he, he an identifies alligator, as a you know? giraffe though, he can be. Well, sure. That's fair, but that's a, this is 2005. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they have this whole montage where he's hanging out with these other animals to figure out if he's a toad, if he's a hippo, is he a whatever? And he doesn't Are fit him anywhere. Mother? Exactly. Um, so he's like, you know, the, the deal is that he's going to help him figure out who he is or what he is. And in the meantime, he, Tarzan gets endeared to, to Zugor because he makes that same bed that his mom did. Totally a grifter. <laughs> that, no doubt. Nobody's arguing that. Um, but based on all this, thanks to all this helpfulness, Zugor begins to warm up to him. Tarzan continues to try to figure out what he is along with Zugor. They both promise not to tell anyone. That's a big thing. Tarzan like promises not movie. to tell anyone that, that <laughs> Zugor is Zugor because nobody would respect him because he's an old man. Like he's an old, old gorilla who can't really do anything for himself. So he's put on this persona of this big, scary monster so he can get what he wants. And then otherwise he's helpless. Right. And this movie is just totally okay with that. <clears throat> yes. And uh, Tarzan at one point, in one of these tree hollows says, I won't tell anyone. And that echoes through the jungle and the, uh, elephant friend of his, uh, what is it? What's his name? Tantor. Tantor. Elephino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad we finally addressed the elephant in the room though. Oh, so Tantor <laughs> hears Tarzan say, I'm not going to tell anyone. And that is that Zugor is just an old crotchety, gorilla um so uh yep so meanwhile tarzan's two best friends the young gorilla turk and the young elephant tantor come looking for him and kala also finds out so the mom glenn close mm -hmm. also finds out that tarzan is alive so she goes looking for him as well but allows the baby gorillas to join her <gasps> hold on will they find him <gasps> who knows <laughs> who knows you'll find out after Jimmy. this break uh, were you able to tell the baby gorillas apart? Because they look no. similar shapes, but they had different haircuts. No, this is very much like a Mulan 2 situation. I had no idea. Okay, but wait, after these messages, we'll be right back. Hey! Purple stuff, it's more refreshing and cool than when your new mom turns a blind eye to you watching rated R movies when your dad is at a conference with Gary in Indiana. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Purple stuff for when you're tired of high expectations and just kind of wish you could be an awful version of yourself. Hey, we're back. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So Turk and Tantor. Uh, uh-huh. encounter trouble in Dark Mountain in the form of Mama Gunda. It's just the Fratellis again. Mm-hmm. Uto and Kago, but they are able to escape. Turk and Tantor eventually reunite with Tarzan, and the three become best friends once again. Do we like the Do we like the non Whoopi Goldberg voice acting for N- Turk? N- no, it's uh, uh, not Whoopi Goldberg. It is uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, and Rosie no, we O'Donnell. Don't. Um, we don't. I think it's. I think it's a, a, like two percent more palatable. Like you can actually really? listen to this character talk huh. more. I, I thought it was more a good likable. Impression. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I feel like no. I didn't. It didn't even. It didn't feel natural. I guess. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg no cartoon voices hyena. do. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're back to Lion King. Um. Yeah, I think just, I mean, it didn't work for me. Mm. It was just, oh, that's somebody not sounding like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. But it didn't bother me. It's just like, man, nice try, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they leave Dark Mountain, the three friends, and Mama Gunda, Uto, and Kigo follow them. Tarzan does not want to return home with them, but he reveals that there is no monster, right? Uh, It's just Zugor, this old guy. But he promised not to tell anybody. And so Mama Gunda, Uto, and Kago overhear their conversation and learn it was Zugor who was pretending mm-hmm. to be the monster. He gets himself into trouble. So at this point, it's like, oh, you're just an old fart. So Uto, Kago wreck Zugor's house in retaliation mm-hmm. for scaring them. Uh, Zugor, of course, att- accuses Tarzan for breaking his promise and runs away. Refusing and to help the him movie face the has brothers. The audacity to make us feel bad for Zoo. <laughs> yes. And, and and I don't know we're we're not there yet. I do but feel bad for him. He's, I a, don't. he's a lonely no, old man. I don't at all. No, he's a dick. And and it's <laughs> he like, is a and dick, he's like, but it's because he's alone and sad. Well he's alone well he, by the way, he's alone for the same reasons Tarzan's alone, because he didn't fit in. And he caused trouble. They had that whole moment where they established that they're the same character. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's at this point, but but uh, Zugor and Mama Gunda are fighting. And they're insulting each other. Oh, like this is two, a while. This is two, a while from now. Yeah. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. We'll get to that. That's the three's company part it, I was going to get. In this moment, I really wanted Tarzan – like. And this is when I just, when it, this didn't happen, I just abandoned the movie, just like the silverback abandoned Tarzan, even though that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> um, I, um, I, 
so wanted Tarzan to just be like, look, you're, I shouldn't even be speaking to you because you are a, a con artist and a grifter. And I understand why you did what you did, but this is wrong. This is the, this is the movie's moment to like redeem itself to say like, okay, we do sympathize for this character because he has difficulty due to the age or whatever. But like, this is the moment where the movie should have slid in some redemption for the movie itself and been like, look, dude, you have no reason to complain here because you've been misleading these people. You've mm. been causing chaos and fear where there should not have been any. Yeah, they're wrong to destroy your stuff, but you were wrong to do that. Can we please address that? And then move on with the movie. But that never happens. It's it just doesn't. like – it's just like, oh, we're, I guess we're supposed to feel bad for this character who, yeah, I do have sympathy, but he's learned nothing from this. You're right. Right. And Tarzan is a little kid. And I don't think that little kids see it that way. I, I get your point. Like Tarzan be like, you're mad at me. I'm mad at you. You did this, yeah. all this stuff. I, I see what you're saying. And, the, and or let the not Rosie O'Donnell character do that. You well, know? Sure, like that's some, fair. some character should have stepped in to be like, okay, look, you need to be set straight. Like, we're going to accept you. We, we understand your situation, but how dare you make us feel bad for this? There is a redemption arc, but it is unwarranted. He's, he, he, he learned, Unjustified. He, yeah, he doesn't, he, he learns I nothing from this. I gave him a pass for all of the bad behavior because it was funny to me because I was drinking. <laughs> there we go. That's why she liked this movie. I know <laughs> what we need to do from now on. Uh, so uh, Uto and, uh, and Keiko wreck Zugor's house in retaliation for scaring them, right? Which uh, is Zugor, Zugor accuses Tarzan for breaking his promise and runs away, refusing to help him face the brothers. Turk and by and the way, how dare you make me keep the secret that is actually harmful to the community? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, listen, you're right. And it is, and it's scare tactics to get what he wants and nobody else benefits but him. I get your Just point. Just like capital owners. Turk and Tantor, well, <laughs> trickle down economics because what happens. Do you believe that? <laughs> nope. Person, you have to have property. You have to be able to. We'll get into it later. Well, Socialism so and what is happens? <laughs> Zugor, Zugor, capitalism all, is at least as evil. He gets his, his his riches, <laughs> and he spills some, and so some of the bugs get to eat him. That's trickle down economics. There we go. <laughs> um, Turk and Tantor run to go warn Kerchak. Right, Turk and Tantor are the buddies. Kala arrives near Dark Mountain and also encounters trouble with Mama Gunda, Uto, and Kago. Tarzan finally reaches what he, what he is supposed to be, a Tarzan. Mm -hmm. And this comes from Zugor, who says, shit. here's the thing. I figured out what you are. You're a Tarzan, which is the, the moral of the story, I think. The and moral of the story argument. is that we are the thing that we are. We are the thing that we are. So, like, for example, Tarzan was able to swing from vines. Gorillas don't have opposable thumbs. Um, and yeah, his mom does swing from the vine later, which is it's weird. true, but she learned it from Tarzan anyway. So, so you've got, 
you got that and he was able to like lasso a, a banana and you know other stuff so he he does things that the gorillas can't do he does things giraffes can't do he does things that crocodiles can't do he and because there's no other frame of reference of what this is because there's no humans in this so mm-hmm. they don't know what a human is it's a good point and his name is tarzan so therefore he is a tarzan he's got his own special tricks that no one else can do in the jungle. Zugor comes to a similar realization at which he returns to Tarzan and reconciles with him. You're a Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Um, so to illustrate this point, Tarzan is able to use tricks and traps to defeat Udo and Kago as Turk and Tantor try to save Kala and the baby gorillas from falling off a cliff. Tarzan saves Kala just in time where he gets on his vine and then to your point, Dan catches his mom who really catches him. And then she ends up swinging on the vine where, which, okay. So does Tarzan leap into his leap onto his mom and his mom's like, Ooh, vine. I know what the plan is here. Or does he carry his very heavy gorilla mom? I'm not fat shaming. She's a gorilla. Um, And he's a little boy. And, I mean, he's jacked. I mean, clearly, visually, she is swinging. He jumps yes. into her. She grabs the vine. She continues the swing to safety. Which is something that no gorilla can do, according to Zuhar. True. Except a mother, there's no limit. Like, a mother can lift a car to save her child. So her thumbs became opposable in this brief period. I don't know. I, mean, um, I just feel like if you're going to put something in the script to the movie that directly like negates or contradicts something that happens in the very same movie five minutes later, mm-hmm. maybe look into getting, getting, get, get an editor or something. Maybe Clippy can help you. <laughs> <laughs> Clippy is a <laughs> scraping the vault superstar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, Clippy. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Tarzan <laughs> saves Kala just in time with the swinging, whereas Zugor holds Mama Gunda hostage, but due to their connection and Zugor accidentally telling Mama Gunda that she has beautiful eyes, Aww. they both fall in love. And oddly so enough, cute. that moment got me back into the movie. And I have oh no God. idea why. No idea so why. So, for the listener, it, it's, it's these two old gorillas, you know, Basically doing your mama jokes to each other, <laughs> like you, your mama's so ugly that whatever, whatever it is, right? Just the, just these insults. And then George Carlin's character, uh, Zugor is like, you have beautiful eyes. And then everything stops. They fall in love. That's it's it. So charming. That's why this movie isn't terrible either is it doesn't have a, it's, it's like terrible. It, <laughs> there's no romantic <laughs> subplot. Or there's no romantic plot up until this right. point. And sometimes it's so like annoying to, to watch another movie about like, oh, are we in love? Oh, no. Well, I yeah. I mean, it's on. a story. It's a story for children about a child and mm-hmm. finding his place. And there there are messages in this story, Dan. There are messages of who I'm meant to be versus who I think I am. And you illustrate it perfectly before. It's like, you know, we are who we are. And that's a really good story. It's a morality tale. It's a good story, right? I Maybe mean, not that, morality. That but, you one, know. there's that but one But that's what the movie's little, about. That's yeah. what the movie's about. We are who we are. Even though we may not be like 
other people that we're around, we may not look like them. We may not have the same talents, but we are who we are and we, you are strong for who you are. That's the, that's the moral of the story. They didn't have to do it with bad music like Mulan too. Well, they did it with bad music. They did it with bad music. But, but, but the characters aren't singing the songs. They're not singing. That's they true. Should which should have. Which, by the way, is why Tarzan's a bad movie. Because the characters, that's what a musical is. And we had that whole argument. So anyway. Why Phil Collins? Because <sighs> he did the first one. <laughs> why, I can't tell. I'm still not him. sure if you're a fan of Phil Collins or not. Do you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> I... I I do very okay, much so. Okay. Hate I don't Phil like Collins. the the bass that he uses. You know, like they're really. I don't like anything. I don't like anything about that man. Okay. Um, tune in this summer. Whole- new episodes of Dan hates Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because he's all like decrepit and dying. It's and not a character. Um, <laughs> so Udo and Kago return and are shocked to see these two together. Tarzan tells Kala that she was right before and he is a part of her gorilla family. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The whole no, the movie didn't need to happen. <laughs> None of these movies need to happen. Dan. No, I mean, like from the plot, the movie did not need to happen. Silverback could have just been like, hey, kid, I got you. Okay, done. Let's well, go do something more interesting. Let's go watch. Let's go watch The Little Mermaid Part 2 on our Ooh, jungle has- TV. He's got a big chip chip on us. He's got a problem with Tarzan. Kerchak. No, he's Kerchak. I don't think it's. I don't think it's manufactured. Like, uh, I I don't think it's out of character for him to not want to pick up Tarzan and solve the movie fifteen minutes in. That's fair. Because he does so, cause like, a lot of problems. Same thing happened with uh, was it Bambi? Not Bambi. What what's the one where <laughs> Jungle Book? <laughs> that that hunter really had troubles with the, with the mom. No, the Jungle Book is <laughs> the same story. It's like this this kid doesn't belong. It's I mean this is the Jungle Book, isn't it? That's really what this movie is anyway. Yeah, I think um, maybe part of the problem is that I have not seen the first Tarzan ever because Phil Collins oh, is in it. Uh, he's not in um, it. He's in it. He touched should, it. You should probably watch Tarzan <laughs> no. one. No, no, no. I mean, you might. Would hey, Audrey? Would Dan have liked this movie more if he had seen Tarzan? Because here's the thing: you don't need to have seen Tarzan in order to know everything about this movie. I mean, maybe that that might inform why Kochek doesn't do basic gorilla behavior. But um, I mean, if that's established, then I would just be upset that the character was ever that way. Here's what I would have loved to have seen. And I'm not done yet. We're close. Um, okay. Is remember in Splash when there was that like, like prequel moment where little Tom Hanks and little Daryl Hannah see each other? <laughs> if that was this movie. You want mermaids in this movie? <laughs> no, no, no. Little baby, baby Tarzan seeing baby Jane on like an expedition. And, I like, mean, the, you may as well. That would have been fun. <laughs> if you're going to do a prequel, like make no. it a. Oh, all right. Because then it's all about the romantic relationship between them or the future relationship. And I thought finding who you are story. Yes. And I thought that made this movie better for that. You know, like it, 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 yeah. I want to see the Tarzan like middle school years and all the like (laughs) awkward, really like, I guess we don't do that. You know, like the the gorillas, they're all maturing and the gorillas penises are coming in (laughs) more robust than Tarzan's. (laughs) 
We have a whole new episode of <laughs> Who Am I? <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a whole other direction to go in that I'm not even going to touch. <laughs> <laughs> I finally but- got fur. <laughs> Damn it. When does it grow in the rest of my body? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and other things that I'm not going to say. As the movie ends, Tarzan, Kala, Turk, Tantor, and the baby gorillas return to the gorilla troop. Troop. It's a troop. Uh, Kala gives Tarzan a big hug and tells him how proud she is of him for rescuing her from the fall of Udo and Kago. Dan is broken. Uh-oh. <laughs> His mind has gone. <laughs> yes. Please. Oh, God. Please reset your Dan. Wait 30 <laughs> seconds before turning Dan back on again. I mean, I'm just going to get through it. Tarzan, Mama Gunda, okay. why are these leaves so sticky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is, we're vegetarian. This is a family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Sorry, check, Audrey. Code check. Do something about your son. <laughs> You're like, it's not my son. What, what's the mom's name again? Nala. Kala. Kala. Tarzan, where have all your no socks way. gone? <laughs> I'm doing a load of laundry. I can't find any of your socks. Uh, you know, you're you're not my mom. You're not my real mom. <laughs> what's this bottle of Jergens doing next to the bananas? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so Mama Gunda punishes her sons for destroying Zugor's treehouse and tells them that there won't be any more fighting or wrecking things. Tarzan, Turk, and Tantor decide to play a monster game. Tarzan is now happy and proud of himself as he now knows what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like the original movie, Tarzan stands on a sequoia tree and closes the movie by letting out the typical Tarzan yell. The a good button. And the choir goes, circle of life. <laughs> the typical so Tarzan it, it, yell. What would you do <laughs> for a Klondike bar? <laughs> So symbolically, imagery for the listener who hasn't seen this movie, the movie starts off with Turks trying to teach Tarzan how to avoid the monster, and Tarzan's trying to be like a gorilla, but he's not. So Mm. through the movie, we discover Tarzan discovers, no, he's not a gorilla, he's not a giraffe, he's not a alligator, he's not a monkey, he's not a frog, he is a Tarzan. And so at the end of the movie... In a similar training exercise, he does all his Tarzan stuff. He swings. He does all his humanistic abilities, and he's able to to you know like get everybody and and whatever pretend save the day because he like all of us is, is a, Tarzan. a Tarzan. Yeah, the end. Yeah, I, I first five minutes, last five minutes, not terrible. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but then there's there's that middle part that's like. I, I feel like I'm watching. I feel like not enough is happening and too much is happening at the same time. That's a very fair statement. I definitely was not looking at the screen most of the time. Um, I already gave you the trivia. Glenn Close and Lance Herrickson are Bless the only you. two cast members to reprise their roles. Uh, and this is a midquel to Tarzan 1999, which actually takes place somewhere sometime during between the titular characters boyhood and adulthood in the first film. 
This is George Carlin's first, dare I say, only Disney film. Hmm. It's hmm. definitely his first. Uh, and I said all the other ones. So that I is thought, the trivia for Scraping the Vault. I liked, I liked all the voice acting. I mm-hmm. thought George Carlin's character, I thought Zugor did not look the way he sounded or sounded the way he looked. I think that was the, the one point. character. That's the whole point though, right? Like he's not supposed to look like a menacing monster. Oh. Yeah. And they were, I think they tried to make him look like George Carlin. Exactly. Yeah. I, in, yeah. I get yeah. it. Funny. Um, great documentary, by the way. You should see it. Um, no, George Carlin. Oh. Okay. It's really good. Um, he was a masterpiece. He's an American treasure and he mm-hmm. revolutionized stand-up comedy and American sort of not American, just like he just called society out for its bullshit. And he's not still and you alive. Can, no. no, and you could no. listen to you could listen to a George Carlin album from the eighties, seventies, eighties, and it may as well be played today. Like it, there's nothing has changed. We are who we are. It's true, and and it's he is a generational comic in that it doesn't matter which generation he's relevant. Wow, that's that's some it's that's really true talent. It's right very there. powerful, with the exception of the the words you can't say on TV because that's changed. But otherwise, it's you know he he was. Ahead of his time, but also very much of his time simultaneously. Mm-hmm. This movie, not a reflection of any of that. <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is like Bill and Ted's George Carlin. You know, it's like, hey, that guy. Yeah, I think George Carlin. <laughs> he must be broke. Yeah, I think his Aww. whole thing was just like, yeah, I'll, okay, sure, I'll do it. Just pay me. <laughs> pay me. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So that's the movie. Um and I'm going to share with you what we're going to do this evening while we watch it again. Oh, we're well, going to have a beer. The first one. Mm-mm. Yes, right. Audrey and I will like giggle in the corner and cry. We got our tissues <laughs> and our jergens, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna drink from Sant. There are some Cruz Bianca Brewery based in Illinois, the United States. We're going to drink a stout beer. It's an American Imperial Stout, 13% alcohol by volume to get us through. Uh, This beer is Tarzan Boy Stout. Mm. This is an actual (laughs) beer, Tarzan Boy. Uh, the, The score of this beer... Needs more ratings <laughs> to have a score. <laughs> uh, the average is 4.27. Uh, it pours near black and opaque. Then looking with a short head and sparse specks of lacing, aromas of vanilla, banana, coffee, rum, some chocolate. The flavors follow along coffee, more rum, then the aroma, banana, chocolate, vanilla, malt. It's a little sweet, smooth, a solid full body, appropriately carbonated. Great blend of add-ins. The coffee and bananas show well. The barrels are a little lighter than usual. CB barrel aged beer, but still have an impact. Tarzan Boy Stout. Tarzan Boy mm-hmm. Stout. I like when the description of the beer matches the movie. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called Tarzan Boy, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Can't yeah. go wrong I with mean, that. You got to go with that. Uh, Audrey. Yes. What shall we be eating? Um, I don't really know how this is relevant to the movie, but the idea came to me while I was watching it. We are having my mom's goulash. 
which I don't even think it qualifies as goulash. I don't even know what real goulash is, but this was a dish that my mom made when she it's like meat and gravy, right? Like pork and like a brown gravy. <sighs> I don't know. Probably she, not pork uh, though, right? She used ground beef and she would just cook up a pound of ground beef and then add zucchini and like whatever other vegetables were just laying around in the fridge and like a load of Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. And then dump that over like those short egg noodles. And I hated zucchini growing up and I hated the combination of ground beef, zucchini and Worcestershire sauce. Uh, So... Looking back now, it'd be like, oh, man, I'd like to try that again. Maybe my palate has changed as an adult. but uh, So goulash, by definition, is a Hungarian. Mm -hmm. is a soup or stew of meat and vegetables associated with paprika and other spices. Okay, there was no paprika going on. (laughs) Goulash is a common meal predominantly eaten in Central Europe, but also in other parts of Europe. It is one of the national dishes of Hungary and a symbol of the country. Huh. Goulash I'm in sure Prague, when we went it. to Prague, was like, basically, it was like really tender steak, like slow, slow cooked steak. And like mm-hmm. a, it was kind of like um, sauerbraten in a way, but with like more brown gravy. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a, a potato dumpling. It was in, incredible. Talking. And we could get that. We could get a goulash and a, and a Pilsner Yerquell for like $5. <sighs> this was in yeah. the early 2000s, but still pretty amazing. That's cheap. Go to Prague. The end. I think I will. Thanks. Don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I forgot I had. Uh, Jimmy, did you? Did either of you actually notice the song that was played at the end of this? I did, and I, I almost, I almost let it play through to figure out what it was because at one point it sounded like Beyonce. To me, it sounded like this. <laughs> Classic. It fits. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so going back to hold on, let me get a little sip of water. Mm. Sippy, sippy. Put on your 3D glasses now. <sighs> you may get wet. It was a warning. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about Phil Collins because the guy like can't stand and he can't play the drums anymore. And I mean, to whatever extent we can have sympathy well, for to be somebody fair, like half that, the Beatles I, are dead, and you don't have a problem with that. Yeah, well, they. I don't know. I, I almost said something I shouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so why Phil Collins? Well, what's Phil Collins known for? Um, music? Yes, he's known for music. I, I, it's, <laughs> it is actually a legitimate question. I don't understand why Phil Collins was – like they're making Tarzan, the first one, and they're like, you know who we should get for Tarzan? Phil Collins. Maybe it doesn't it make any sense to me. him approaching Disney saying like, I love what you're doing. Can I get in on it? Hey, I would love to be a part <laughs> of the organization. I mean, that kind of makes sense, I guess. But it makes me also wonder, why not Peter Gabriel, who is like a talented Phil Collins? Yes. Um, And I guess that all I want to do at this point is just remind people, Peter Gabriel exists. He's good. He's a little bit more nuanced and complicated. And that's 
kind of good. Remember, good things can be good. That's kind of my point for being here. You're a, you can enjoy things. No. This is Peter. This is Peter Gabriel. Okay. Uh, don't break this rhythm. And I think I also want to point out if we're talking about Phil Collins, like, well, he's a drummer, and you know, the jungle has Tarzan, drums. African. The jungle, jungle has drums in it. It's just uh, like um, it's just like that movie about the kid and J.K. Simmons, and they yeah, learned how to drum. Like, Peter Gabriel knows how to deal with rhythm too, and he doesn't just have do 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 every time. So, I think it was Disney. Lion King was very successful, and they're like, "What other?" Because you know, uh, what's his name? Oh, Elton. Do you think you Elton, think Elton John, Elton John. got in there? Well, I think so. I think Elton John is is a eccentric British mu- musician who sang a song for that movie. That and makes some amount of they're sense. They're like, hey, what other eccentric Brit can we get to do stuff? And but Phil, Phil Collins, Collins isn't known for being eccentric. He's he's known for making the audio equivalent of like a paper towel. Like he's he's just <laughs> And, and, and then Peter Gabriel the quilted quicker yeah, picker Phil Collins here's Peter Gabriel doing what I've called before racist reverb which is it's a thing that happened around that time wait for it I can't skip forward on Zencaster um, I'm just trying to point out that Phil Collins does not make any sense to me and nobody should listen to his music Maybe, like, first couple Genesis albums after Peter Gabriel left. They're not bad. But Phil Collins is not a good musician. And I'm sorry he's having health problems. But we're allowed to say that things are bad. I could hear this song over a Tarzan swinging through the vines. Yeah, see, but, it's, but it feels like that's what Phil Collins did. Is he took Peter Gabriel and he just copied him? Ding, 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 ding. So why not when Phil Collins, who is known for pulling from Peter Gabriel's career and applying it, scrubbing it of any nuance and applying it to his own career, why not powers that be at Disney say, "Hey, Phil Collins, that's a great idea. We're going to get the better version of you, which is Peter Gabriel." So maybe Tarzan, maybe. the original, is Peter Gabriel. Tarzan 2, The Legend Begins, is Phil Collins. Maybe. That was Party Man, by the way. And just a bonus round because the kids love their uh, Kate Bush right now, which I totally appreciate. I'm way into it. I think Kate Bush is due for a comeback. Here is Don't Give Up with Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, which is a lovely, beautiful song. If you... If you are, uh, if you have a child or someone in your life who is like, oh, hey, have you heard of Kate Bush? Kate Bush is this great new musician that I discovered. You'd be like, shut up. I'm going to play this song for you because, yes, running up that hill is great. But guess what? You get two for one. You get Pierre Gabriel and Kate Bush, who are kind of like versions of each other in some ways. They share a lot of production stuff. Oh, see, stuff's happening. Wow. This is a wonderful song about platonic love, by the way. And I'm just going to let it play a little bit. In this proud land, we grew up strong. 
and because we're a podcast, I have to occasionally comment on it. Um, oh, yeah. I would also like to notice that I point out that the quality of his voice that you identify possibly as Phil Collins-esque is his actual voice. It is not accomplished through filters like Phil Collins. And here's Kate Bush. By the way, the thing I love about this song, one of the many things, is that when Kate Bush comes in, the instrumentation and the production is 100% Kate Bush. Like, it's like it becomes her song for just this moment. And they, they, sw- they trade off. Yin and Yang. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, people are into Kate Bush running up that hill. Uh, now's a good time to throw some Peter Gabriel Swinging towards on that people. vine <laughs> jungle. Uh, well, Gonna thank you, Dan and Audrey. That was great. Um, I enjoyed the commentary. I think I like it better now than I did before. Once we mm-hmm. kind of figured out the themes and and some of the nuance that's introduced to this film made for children. Dan, are you in a better so, place? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so join us next time where we have our second anniversary show. That could be, it could be a, a best of, maybe, or it could be Lilo and Stitch Two. Stitch has a glitch. Ah. Stitch adapts to life in Hawaii, and everything is smooth sailing until he goes haywire and wreaks Uh-oh. havoc. Now everyone must rise to the occasion to save their funny friend. All while Lilo prepares for the big island hula contest. What could go wrong? Sounds like fun. Yep. Sorry, I just want to... I wasn't going to do this, but I have to because I'm me. Remember, go back in your memory, that song, Don't Give Up. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Phil Collins doing kind of the same thing. It's this is music you should listen to after the cocaine is worn off. <laughs> You're trying to come down. Yeah. Have a little dupe. There's no other reason to shove this crap into your ears. Remember that we have other shows on this podcast <laughs> network. There's the Supreme Resort. Dan, why should people listen to the Supreme Resort? Um, because we talk about Disneyland and Disney World and which one is better and we uh, talked to Bev in the upcoming episode on the 5th that's right we did we talked about which is better is it better to stay at Paradise Pier an adjacent resort to the second gate or the boardwalk Mm -hmm. a adjacent resort to the second gate of Epcot tune in to find out uh, also, we just had five hours on the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, which is better? You know. Um, five and hours. We, yes, you just, five you hours. just still listen. You, listener, <laughs> if you haven't listened, yeah, yeah you probably know where, where it's going to go. You but do, we but take we, some interesting turns. And, we do. Yeah. And it, it was sort of a foregone conclusion, but again, like the, like the Star Wars land, which <laughs> now has six hours of content on a 10 minute episode. <laughs> There's a lot of fun and nuance. It's Dan and Eric did a wonderful job, so you probably have listened to it if you're listening to this show. Also, Audrey, uh, we have increased our listenership by 50% in the Amazing. last two months. I think it was Sheila and uh, uh, Cheryl 
that Am did I going to be out of a job? I don't want to lose my well, job to Sheila and Cheryl. Maybe you, <laughs> Sheila, and Cheryl would be, because everybody loves Audrey. But maybe you, Sheila, and Cheryl can, can maybe the, the threesome. I don't like um, working with anyone else. That's fair. Well, we'll talk. And this then, is going to be in my contract. Yes, of course. Naturally. Um, <laughs> ears up, ears up in depth. The Star Wars show. Maybe they have some cool stuff now because of something. I don't know. Huh? Uh, but also contact us, please, and let us know what you think. Give us, a, Rate us and review us. Right now, we have a perfect score on iTunes. We are a perfect five. 5. Nice. 5.0. Five stars for everyone who's reviewed the show. Um, and I agree with all of you. Um, also, Concierge. Concierge is a vacation planning so you know all about it, and they're great. Oh, and Instagram. We have uh, new Instagram Ooh, stuff. Insta- we have... We have TSR East and TSR West. There is a yes. battle going on between TSR kind East and TSR West. Uh, it's really fun. Check that out. It's the Supreme Resort on Instagram. TSR West, TSR East. Subscribe, like. Uh, yeah, but please go on iTunes or whatever platform and, and just tell them what you think about our show. We have a lot of fun doing it. We know you have a fun listening to it because you keep giving us five-star ratings. And more and more people are listening to the show. And so thank you for your support. And in your your review, make sure to mention, without any explanation or further reference, talk about how much you've enjoyed the the Asher saga. (laughs) Yes, Asher saga. Just anything about Asher in your comments. Uh, But anyway, thank you very much for listening. Be good to each other. And until next time, be kind. Be kind. And rewind. Hello. I'm star of stage, screen, in Tarzan 2, Lance Henriksen. And I'm here with Asher. What's up? And Austin. Hello sir. I'm a big fan of your work. Especially your work as the anti-hero android in the Alien franchise of films. You two have been staring at each other in this psychological hellscape for a month now and I think it's time to resolve the tension between you. Much like how I helped to resolve then tension in the 1988 film, Pumpkinhead. Who would like to go first? I think I'll start. You see, my name is Asher and I'm a real cool kid just like you. But Austin is also a kid like you. But he's not cool because he does homework and other nerd stuff. And according to this documentation I have on my iPad, he's also a butt munch. Which is a crime almost as hyenas at turd burglary for having mega cooties. Also, Austin smells like the lunch lady's armpit. I can back this up with double tap tap no take backsies. Also too, he eats his boogers. I see. And Austin? 
Do you agree that you are a butt-munching nerd who eats boogers and smells like the lunch lady's armpits? Or do you see yourself in a different way? Sort of like how my character in the his TV series, Millennium, saw himself differently? What Astro fails to recognize is that while I have created this pocket reality in my brain to cope with one of my favorite podcasts releasing a disappointing episode, he is actually what some psychologists have referred to as my shadow self. According to some theories the shadow self is an expression of the id, or in layman's terms, who we would be if we weren't afraid of the repercussions placed on us all by societal expectations. In short, it's the side of ourselves that we all eventually have to acknowledge in order to achieve self-ideation. But after confronting this shadow self, we learn to balance it with our desire for self-preservation inside the structures that we all are dependent on to fulfill our basic survival. So it is normal for Asher to assume that I am, as he says, a butt-munching nerd who eats boogers. I will refrain from hurling insults in return. Well you too. It looks like we are at a bit of an impasse. This reminds me of a very important scene from Hard Target, another film that I was in. I have an idea that is both real and cool. I think the way to resolve this is to see who can chug down the most purple stuff and then stay awake after the sugar rush. Purple stuff? That's the source of my power and the greatest life-giving force in this reality which actually exists only inside of Austin's head. You're the coolest. Just like me. What? No. I stopped drinking purple stuff in exchange for Sunny D. Why would I create this kind of conundrum for myself? Because, just in case people aren't clear, I'm the only actual real one and this is all in my mind. No. Wait a minute. You claim to be cool but you don't drink purple stuff. Asher was right. You are a butt-munching nerd. That's it. Asher gets control over Austin's brain due to forfeit. Loser. Your brain is mine now. Mr. Henriksen, will you please explain puberty to me? Austin's consciousness will be taken away by the brain police for the crime of being a nerd who is a butt muncher. Sort of like how another movie I was in, Near Dark, ended. Except I think in this instance it's like the cowboy vampire's winning. Heck yeah. I'm like a cowboy vampire. My Canadian girlfriend will totally kiss me like in movies for this victory. I'm free. See you all on the other feed.